0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to the 10 12, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 conference i'm your host philip slavin as always and it is thursday which means today we are making picks joining me as always daniel alexander of grinders with blinders and chris ross the LGGOG og himself here we uh, we've got a fully loaded show full five games in the big 12 no more of this one big 12 game nonsense finally we got a fully loaded schedule uh to recap last week uh i, I have a sigh of relief. I went two and zero last week, over fifty one and a half in the West Virginia Kansas. Thank you Puka Williams, uh, and A and M uh, minus six and a half. Two and zero gets me to seven and eighteen. So, huzzah! Uh, Daniel and Chris, you guys both went zero and two. Daniel missed on the under fifty two, uh, and BC plus twelve and a half. Chris missing on the West Virginia minus twenty two. Is that right? Yeah, and uh, Pitt plus ten and a half. Uh, Daniel's now 13, 10, and 2 on the season. Chris is now at 9 and 16. Not too bad. Two games. You guys will make that up. We've got six to do today. Of course, five Big 12 teams and one non Big 12 team. So, with a fully loaded slate, uh, I think we should just hop right in. And we're going to go in chronologic order. Let's start with Oklahoma and TCU. The Sooners, currently a six and a half point favorite over TCU. On the road, Uh, this line actually opened uh, with OU as a five-point favorite. Over-under is at 60 and a half. That's kind of a little bit all over the place. You get it at 59, 59 and a half, 60. Uh, As our winner from last week, I'm not going to go because I've already talked too much. Daniel, uh, (laughs) why don't you take this first, bud? What are you thinking?
2: Okay, uh, I'm going to take 30 seconds here. And Puka Williams... With that, whatever, 93, 95 yard touchdown run, right? With a minute left in that game, <laughs> kills my under. First for Kansas against West Virginia, right? That they lost by 21. So Chris is 22, is up in smoke. Cash is are over. So that one run affects all three of us. And then he says, there it is. That's my parting gift to the 1012 podcast. I'm out of here for the, rest of the year. Thank you guys so much. I loved it. I thought I had that under for sure, and then I so I digress. I Thought you had that under too. <laughs> so okay, TCU and Oklahoma. Gosh, two teams that that uh, you feel like you have a handle on them one week, then it's just absolutely not what you thought it was. Let's see. I, I wanted to share my raw numbers on this game. Oklahoma, I got it at eighty-one power rating. Where's TCU here? I make this game a little shorter. Um, The home field sort of comes into question about what it's worth this year because my raw numbers sort of make this right at the six, six and a half number favored for Oklahoma. So at the end of the day, it it comes down to what am I going to give to TCU? Um, We're going to have something like what, 8,000 fans or something in the stadium you know, does that give any sort of advantage to them over an Oklahoma team? I don't know. Um, This is also this Oklahoma team, right? They're viewing this as like a must win game. If they're going to win the big 12, I just feel like this team. Although I was high on them. I'm not buying Oklahoma. I feel like TCU plays a little bit of a spoiler here. I think we might see a straight up win. I think. You know, my my numbers, if I'm going to give them the home advantage that, I, that I'm giving them this year, I'd make this game kind of closer to plus five or plus five and a half. So put me down for an official TCU plus six and a half. I wish there was some sevens, but they're not
1: giving that out yet. All right. So, Daniel, you're going to take TCU to cover the six and a half. Very nice. Um, I think you and I are going to be on different sides on this one. Look, I, I get it. I don't, if you took the name OU or Oklahoma off the, this team i don't think you'd feel very good about them i don't think this is a, i think a lot of the reason people are just kind of on oklahoma in this game is because it's oklahoma the name is on it's the crimson it's the cream it's the name on the uniform and you feel like oh is going to bounce back at some point <clears throat> they've had an idle week to work on things you know fourth quarters have been a problem for for oklahoma TCU has not been able to get wins in this game. They've had some opportunities, but they haven't been able to. TCU's defense has always been pretty good. You feel good about the defense in this situation. Is is Spencer Rattler going to continue to turn the ball over? Is he going to work on that in this game? But the TCU offense has this too-many-cooks-in-the-kitchen feel as far as the coaching staff goes. It doesn't seem like they have an identity again uh there's too many different guys trying to pull this way and that and figure out what they want to do with this this tcu offense so uh, like do i think the tcu defense and do i still think max duggan is a good quarterback yeah but at six and a half do i think oklahoma goes on the road in a in a game where you said this is a must win i think at this point for oklahoma every game is a must win if they want to get to the big 12 title game like they they need some help but they've got to keep winning they can't drop another one and certainly not one on the road at tcu with with Oklahoma state still on the schedule. And I, I know, I know, I know, but Oklahoma state's still on the schedule. This is just a tough spot. I, I think Oklahoma gets this one. I, I like the six and a half. I can see them winning by a touchdown. I don't think they win by more than that. I don't think they're going to blow TCU out by any means, but I'll go ahead and take OU to cover the six and a half in this one.
0: This is a common theme this week. These games, I felt like, I don't know about you guys, but I felt like a lot of these games are really tough to pick. Uh, the, it's not often the Sooners enter a week eight matchup with two losses already on the books and the Sooners are three and eight against the spring last 11 games. I've mentioned that a couple of times this season. Um, and they're coming off a, a wild and at times ugly red river showdown. This is tough, but after being benched, Spencer Radler came out with a spark to get that win in, in overtime time uh, against the Longhorns and but at the same time, TCU didn't need overtime to to beat the Longhorns. But that's the only one they have. I, I'm really back and forth on this. Uh, Max Duggan, he was a bit shaky in the loss to Kansas State last week. For me, this game is whichever Rex is going to bounce back. The best, uh, Spencer Rattler or, or Max Duggan, I think we saw after being benched, Rattler kind of bounced back. And, and he just has more weapons. Uh, to, to help him do that. But I'm gonna do something I, I normally don't do here. I'm going to go with the over. The over's four and one in the Sooner's last five games. It's also hit eleven times in TCU's last 13 games. So at fifty nine if I can get it, I'm gonna take the over.
1: Uh yeah. Oh my gosh, Chris is taking over. I'm are you are you feeling okay? Do you all right, if we have a, an invasion of the body snatcher situation, I mean, it,
0: it, it's 2020. It, it's the year to to do something weird. All
1: right. Well, yeah, I can get you the over 59 in this game. That's uh, I don't hate that at all. I think that's an interesting decision, especially coming from Chris. So we're I I mean I could I could sit here and continue to sit you know slack jawed, but I think we got to move on. Okay. Next, uh, the other morning game on Saturday: Kansas State and Kansas. Kansas State currently a 20 point favorite against the Jayhawks. They open as a 17-point favorite. Uh over under this game has hung around the 48 and a half, um which is what it opened at. Chris, um you've you've shacked me once, are you going to shack me again here?
0: Uh, I mean, we'll see. Uh I'm a little surprised to see the line creep out a little bit past what it opened at for the Wildcats. I uh, I think it opened like 18 and now it's a 19 and a half with uh, the loss of Skylar Thompson. Um But at least we know who will be playing quarterback for Kansas State. And with Kansas, I mean, the quarterback situation there, Miles Kendrick's performance last week was really tough. Um, Do you go back to McVitie? Like, I I don't know. I I don't know if there is an answer. It it probably just is what it is at this point. Uh, Compound that with uh, what Daniel was saying earlier, Puka Williams, you know, Uh, wish him all the best wish him nothing but success in the future um he's got to go be with his family i understand that but that's a huge loss for the jayhawks um i that this offense is likely to get more yards between the bus and the locker room than they are on the field Uh, i'm going to take the wildcats to cover
1: okay uh so kansas state minus i could actually get to this minus 19 and a half so you go minus 19 and a half i've gone back and forth on this game just because I don't, I, I mean, at this point, we should big lines for Kansas. You should just take them. Um, I know that that the twenty-two didn't hit for West Virginia last week, but it still was by twenty-one. I know Kansas State. You think of more as a defensive team. They're they're not gonna they're not gonna put up a ton of points. But I think it's just as easy as Puka Williams is gone, and he is by far their best weapon on offense. Like it's not even close, and, and, I, and they've got some nice receivers, but it's not close. I'm with you, Chris. I, I'm just gonna make this easy. Like I looked at the over/under a lot. Uh, over is pretty much hit for Kansas every time. It's hit half the time for Kansas State this season. That, that feels like a, a nice one. But I'm just gonna make this easy. I'm just gonna take Kansas State minus 19 and a half. I think they cover that pretty well. I I, I don't think Kansas scores much in this game if they get 10 points. Because remember, some of those points last week against West Virginia. One was a return by Puka. One was a, a touchdown catch that was just weird. West Virginia's offense, I just, Kansas State's not going to shoot themselves in the foot like West Virginia did at times last week. I think Kansas State wins this comfortably. 19.5 feels good.
2: Uh, in the real world, I'm with you. I bet in Kansas State. My raw numbers have this game a little closer to minus 24, regardless of who's at quarterback for K State. Uh, I, I also agree that i mean puka was sort of the main engine for the kansas offense as bad as it was uh, yeah this feels like a game they're going to score 10 points maybe 13 points something like that uh, but for the sake of today for the sake of some picks and mixing it up give me the jayhawks let's go give me the best line you're going to give me i gotta go against you two for this game like i said real world i'm betting k-state but for the pod big uh 10 12 podcast I'm going to take Kansas just so that we get a little bit of
0: a uh, rivalry going on I I know it's 2020 but is this a different world
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get you 20 and a half so I'll give you the uh, I get you the over 20 and uh get you Kansas plus 20 and a half there
2: hey we could all win then right if this thing lands on 20 hey we, we we'll, we'll
1: we'll all get the points on this one I'll take it <laughs> that would be that would be quite something. Uh okay, so let's move on down to what I think is the biggest game of the weekend as far as the Big Twelve standings go. Oklahoma State hosting Iowa State, 330. Uh OSU opened as a four point favorite. That's that's at three and a half now. Over under was it sixty one and a half? That's come way down to fifty two. Um I tell you what, I'll I'll take this one first. It's my turn. Daniel, I had you pull up some stats for me because you know there's all this Brocktober talk. It's always about October, October, October. Yeah, and it goes yeah. beyond Brock Purdy. Uh, at this point, Matt Campbell, um, since 2017, is 12 and one in the month of October. Uh, Brock Purdy, first game, first game of October 2018. So take four of those wins out. It's still eight and one so far between 2018, 2019, and 2020. Um, the only loss. Oklahoma State last year. And it started with, Brock started with, a win over Oklahoma State in 2018. As as you have sent me the numbers, Iowa State in that Brock Purdy month of October time is 7-2 and two against the spread. Personally, and maybe I'm just putting my orange glasses on, I think Oklahoma State is the better team here. However, two things. The, the Brocktober stuff, it's, it, it, as I've said on the show a few times, I think it's less to do with the month and more to do with the number of games. We're at the point in the schedule where this is about the time Brock Purdy puts on one of his Brock Purdy games. One of those games to make everybody go, oh, that guy, that guy's awesome. That guy is the reason Iowa State should be winning nine games a season, 10 games a season. That's the guy who we think could be an NFL draft pick. This is about the time of the year where he's going to do that. Throw in the fact that Iowa State is on schedule as far as the schedule goes. They had a, an idle week. They're playing well. They get time to prepare for an Oklahoma State team that that has had to go two weeks without a game because of the Baylor game getting delayed, because Baylor couldn't keep its COVID numbers under control. Iowa State, or Oklahoma State has had extra time off. You expect Spencer Sanders to be the guy under center. He has played no more than one drive and one snap so far this season. All those factors involved, the extra time off, The quarterback, who we still don't know if he has taken the step forward or not because we haven't seen it up from him, coming back against an Iowa State team with a good defense. I like Iowa State in this game. This line is at three and a half. I'm going to take Iowa State plus three and a half. I think this is a close game. This feels like a game where Iowa State gets up early and hangs on for the win. So I will take Iowa State plus three and a half in this one uh chris what's your feel
0: you know it's it's not a bad pick um because i mean you and i are we both have Oklahoma state backgrounds are following that way so for you you know it's a win-win uh <laughs> but and i get it it seems to me uh, from everything i've seen a lot of people are writing iowa state in this in this in this pick and uh i get it you know, the the favorite is 0-5 against the spread in their last five meetings in this matchup. Uh, it's still October, you know, like you just said. It's, uh, we're due for a Brock Purdy game, and he's a phenomenal quarterback. And I'm not super crazy about Gundy running a two-quarterback system. I, I'm just not a big fan. I feel like you need to get one guy in rhythm and, and roll with him and, and get him all the snaps in practice. It's just splitting. Um but at the same time, Iowa State hasn't seen a lot of Spencer Sanders on film this year and, and what he's going to be like, and now they got to prepare for both. Um, with all that said, this is a game Oklahoma State has to show us that they're the contender we think they are. This is that game. Uh, they, they have to show up. They have to get the win here. Their defense ranked sixth in the country, um, and at times they've relied on it to get the win, but we've also... Coming to find out, they've been playing pretty stout defenses in West Virginia and Tulsa. Um, West Virginia, the top defense in the country. Tulsa's in the top thirty. Um, so it, it's, uh, I, I think Oklahoma State has shown what that they uh, that they can pull these kind of games out. Iowa State has another a good defense, but they can they can pull these games out. I'm expecting OSU to show us something here. I'm going to take the Cowboys to cover the three and a half.
1: All right, Daniel, what are you thinking?
0: My numbers make this
2: Oklahoma State around minus seven, minus seven and a half. Uh, It's it's been no secret that OK State has been the Big 12 team that I planted my flag in and said, as far as the national picture goes, this is the, the, in my opinion, the real shot Big 12 has to get a team in the playoff. Uh, The rest of the Big 12 kind of fell by the wayside faster than I thought they would. You know, I I know we still, you know, have some teams sort of hanging on and can fight for it, but I think Oklahoma State's the one true shot. Look, if Gundy doesn't pull this off this week, you know, I don't want to make some big bold statement, but this is it, right? This is why you're here. You've got the team, you've got the what third ranked front seven or something like that in the country right now, as far as metrics go. Uh, You can't let this Iowa State team show up uh, you know and win this game You're a three and a half point favorite I think Oklahoma State's going to win this game by double digits I think there's a bigger gap between this team than the line suggests uh, I don't know what side I'm going to bet this feels a little bit more like a shootout uh, like you guys had said Oklahoma State has played some good defenses better than I think we thought for the first half of the year I think Oklahoma State's going to be able to move the ball on this Iowa State team. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. You know, uh, this is feeling sort of like a, a 34-27 kind of affair, uh, 35-24. I think this game goes over. I think Oklahoma State covers. I don't want to say comfortably, but I feel like that might happen. I've been down on Iowa State all year. I know they've won a few games, strung a few wins together here, but let's go. Oklahoma State let's show the world that you should be in
0: the uh, college football playoff uh, i i like that that's my same sentiment i was actually going to i was interested in this game on are we seeing a lot of money on iowa state how how's that looking right now with like smart uh, money and, and just general public uh
2: betting's uh pretty 50-50 as far as the ticket count comes in uh the line move tells me that some group somewhere someone respected grabbed that four immediately and uh you know took that line down to the three and a half. It's been kind of just sitting at three and a half for a few days. If anything, believe it or not, I think this line might go down to three, uh, just the way it's being bet. I think Iowa State's gonna get a lot of that um, uh, you know, sort of public dog money. Uh I think people are pretty high on Iowa State, whereas I'm not. I think people are down at Oklahoma State, whereas I'm high on them. So, you know, we'll see. Again, like I said, I make this line sort of seven, seven and a half. Come on, okay state. Make me look good here.
1: So I'm gonna be wearing my Oklahoma State shirts this weekend, but I do have an Iowa State shirt in the closet that if OSU loses, I will throw on. And that my is my marching size shirt from Homefield Apparel. Homefield Apparel who puts out fantastic, super comfortable, awesome vintage designed sports apparel. Not just t-shirts, they've got hoodies, which are incredibly comfortable, as I've been told sweatpants which everybody's talking about and guys this is this is we're getting cold season this is this is the time of the year to be putting on hoodies and sweatpants and don't just get one hoodie because we all know wives girlfriends they always steal them so you're gonna need two one for her one for you maybe even one for the dog if your dog likes to steal your clothes like uh like i've had some dogs in the past so Go to homebuildapparel.com. They have five new schools they're releasing this Saturday with their next big new Saturday. Now, look, there's no big 12 schools, but Vanderbilt, Rice, Fresno State, UC Irvine, and Delaware. Look, the old Rice Owl logo is kind of awesome. And the Delaware Blue Hen is pretty cool. So if you are like me and just really love vintage college apparel and vintage college logos and really comfy stuff and i am a big comfortable shirt guy i want a comfy t-shirt i want that soft t-shirt i don't need a, an itchy overly thick starched t-shirt you need to go to homebuildapparel.com right now or this saturday and get yourself some gear when you get to check out make sure you use the promo code 1012 capital t capital e capital n 1 2 get 20 percent off your forced order again they've got iowa state they've got baylor I'm pretty sure there's some Big 12 schools coming at some point soon. Maybe not this fall, but they will have a new big new Saturday in the spring as well. And they're lining up schools for it right now. So, homefieldapparel.com, promo code 1012 T E N 1 2. Get 20% off your first order. Be rocking some awesome, comfortable, vintage college apparel this Saturday. All right, so we, uh, we got one more afternoon game here. Texas, currently a nine point favorite over the Baylor Bears. Uh, the over under on that game currently set at 61. That has come all the way down from 70 and a half. Texas also opened as a 14 point favorite. So the line's dropping in both places. Money on Baylor's side, money on the under. Uh, Daniel, I'm going to let you take this one first here. What, what's your feeling this game?
2: Uh, just jumping right to it. I, I like the Baylor Bears. Uh, I, when that line opened, I was able to get a little bit of 10 and a half down. I got a little bit more at 10. Uh, a very big, respected syndicate group uh, actually sent out Baylor, I-, I believe, at 10, and that line instantly got steamed uh, across the entire market, down to 9.5, down to 9. There is a lot of sharp money coming in, still coming in on Baylor, to where today we're even seeing some halfs. Some of those 9s are drying up, and this thing's getting down to 8.5. Betting is 50-50, so some people still are taking that Texas side, but... Um, I also have a nice historical spot where just uh, conference road dogs over touchdown versus teams off a a high scoring loss. You know, I I won't get into the details of it, but it's at about 64% against the spread over the past 12 years. Uh, And Baylor finds himself right in that spot. Uh, You know, the overtime game that Texas came off of, High-scoring, high-scoring shootout, lost a conference game, coming off the loss, coming back now and laying a ton of points. Again, in a conference game against what I think is still a quality team in Baylor. Uh, You know, I don't know what points you're going to give me for today. Uh, I do still see some nine on the boards. But like I said, most of the market's now at eight and a half. But I'm going to be siding with Baylor here. I think we even have a little upset alert where I think Baylor can win this game straight up.
1: Uh, I William Hill has this Texas at nine and a half, so I can get you nine and a half uh, Baylor plus nine and a half. So let me make sure I understood that stack correctly. Conference road dogs facing a team coming off of a high scoring loss hit sixty four percent against the spread. That is a wild. Yeah,
2: and I'm, I'm not, and I'm not sharing. I'm not sharing. You know every detail of that. No, that's, I'm, that's I'm fine. Sharing, I'm sharing some generalities of it, but uh, but yeah. Those conference games where a a team, you know, metric-wise, just is off the charts as far as their offense is concerned, and they still lost the game, and then they come back and they're laying a ton of points again. Uh, It's just a historical spot where they just don't do well.
1: Okay, so i I think I agree taking the Baylor side here. Now, here's the deal, Ben. So far, I think Texas's offense is not great, but still good. I think the defense has been suspect. Uh, but the thing for Baylor, obviously coming off of the, the COVID issues, they've been back to practice on Sunday. Um, so they've been dealing with that. Baylor's only played two games. One of them, of course, was was Kansas. One of them was West Virginia. So it's hard to take a lot away from Baylor. But the, the two things, or the thing that I think is most interesting about Baylor after those two games is coming into the season, we all thought the offense was going to be good because they had Charlie Burr back and all these nice pieces, and the defense was going to be it was going to be tough. New defensive coordinator, head coach, defensive-minded guy, lost so much from the defense last year. But through those two games, from what I have watched, it's felt more like it's been the off, opposite, that the defense has been solid and the offense has been a little bit suspect. And I understand they put up quite a few points on Kansas. It's hard to take away from Kansas, but it, they struggled a little bit early until they got the offense going. And the offense really did struggle against West Virginia. And West Virginia I think has a solid defense, but I for a team where we thought the offense would be good and the defense would be suspect, we've seen kind of the opposite so far for Baylor. I feel like that might continue to be the case. I'm really, really, I'm going to go with a gut here. And I don't have cool awesome metrics like Daniel does to back up my pick here. But I'm gonna take the under. I can get it at 61 and a half. I get the feeling in this game, this is gonna be more of a slog than we think it is. I don't feel great. It. Whereas you are giving me stats about teams after high scoring losses. When teams put up a ton of points one week, even off of a, I mean, we're coming off of an idle week, but they never seem to do as well offensively the following week. Like it just, I. I I get at seventy and a half, would have loved to have gotten it there. I'd have grabbed the under at seventy and a half all day. Uh, even at sixty-one and a half, I feel good about this. I'm gonna take the under sixty-one and a half in this game.
0: Okay, you talk about Texas's offense, but do you know who has the highest scoring offense in the country right now?
1: It's it's Texas.
0: Yeah, surprisingly, not Clemson, not Alabama, but the Longhorns. I mean a quadruple overtime certainly helps that. Uh <laughs> and playing Kansas also helps that. But <laughs> um you know the Bears they they come into this with a bit more rest than expected, uh. But that you know kind of helps Charlie Brewer and, and some of the other guys that are, are banged up a bit. The, the Bears they they are going to have to establish some sort of run game. It's been suspect this year, but actually I see this Texas maybe playing this the same way they did against the Sooners. So the Sooners going into the Red River Showdown had a hard time getting a push up front and needed to establish a run. Um, but and, and we actually talked about this during the game, uh Philip. But you know, I I thought that that Texas was going to try to defend the pass and, and maybe invite OU to run. I think they're going to do the same thing here. Where and, and Baylor's going to be able to find some yards on the ground. Also, Herman is, you know, his seat's heating up. I don't know. We're going to see how they respond uh coming after coming off of the Red River Showdown. Uh, but the Longhorns are are zero four against the spread in the last four October games. Um, so the exact opposite of October <laughs> for Iowa State. But uh, meanwhile, Baylor six and two against the spread in their last eight games, and this feels like a one possession game for me. Um, I definitely want to get the nine and a half um, from I believe it was West Point, right? Uh, yeah, or William Hill.
1: Uh, hold on, you can get nine and a half. That's fine. I'll give you nine,
0: nine and a half. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take Baylor in line a half. This feels like a one possession game
1: yeah William hill with nine and a half okay very nice I like that all right last big twelve game of the day a five it was it like four thirty kickoff which makes zero sense whatsoever I don't understand what's happening here West Virginia and Texas Tech Texas Tech opened as a one point favorite that's gone all the way to the West Virginia side at three or three and a half depending upon where you look over wonder over under has gone from fifty one and a half up to fifty four and fifty four and a half in some spots Chris what are you feeling here?
0: Oh, what's with Texas Tech getting all these night games? Uh, is it really a night game? It's 4.30. That's
1: not really a well, night game. Well, I mean, true. That's but, the weirdest know, kickoff too, time I've ever seen in my life.
0: I know. But the schedule next week, we haven't talked about it, but it's it's weird. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I honestly don't. This is Daniel's. I have to talk to this line a little bit because I don't understand it. West Virginia, only minus three. I feel like it should be probably a lot higher than that. Yeah. Um, these are two teams going in different directions. After winning their opener, the Red Raiders are 0-3 in Big 12 play. Um, they're 1-5 against the spread in their last six games. Meanwhile, the Mountaineers are 3-1 with their only loss coming to sixth-ranked OSU. They have uh, the number one defense in the country. They're 5-1-1 and against the spread in their last seven games. Like I said, I, I don't really understand this line, but I'll take the, the Mountaineers and lay the three points.
1: Daniel, what are you feeling?
0: Hey, to help you feel better, man,
2: my raw numbers have this at like West Virginia is almost a nine point favorite. Um, So in, you know, when my Saturday card comes out, I'll definitely be be grabbing a piece of West Virginia. As far as uh, picks we have here today, there was a line I bet earlier in the week, uh, the the total uh, was sitting at like 57 on Monday. And I knew Lubbock was going to be seeing some wind this weekend. And that's one of the main things I check uh, for a lot of these games is, you know, who's going to be getting big weather. And every single wind metric that I track was just going crazy. And I knew for sure if I can get on this under, I'm going to beat the closing line. So I I grabbed as much as I could earlier in the week at 57. Uh, One nice part is that it's still sitting at 54. And I hope you're going to give to me maybe 54 and a half in some places. I think that number is still a little high. Uh, I'm going to be taking the under here for the cast today. Uh, We're talking about a staunch defense that's going to give Texas Tech, I think, some problems. Uh, West Virginia also, they don't have the fastest pace in the world when it comes to offense. They have a, they have a decent pace, but they're not, you know, uh, some hurry up and get on the ball nonstop team that's just driving it. They sort of start to boa constrictor the game a little bit in the second half. So with the wind, and with West Virginia's defense and how they're playing and their pace on offense, I think this is underplay all day long. I, I I hate to say it, we might even get a little no sweat under.
1: I mean, I don't want to just agree with you, but that's kind of where I'm leaning as well as the under in this game. I I like Texas Tech's offense, but I like West Virginia's defense. I I think I don't think West Virginia's defense is the best defense in the country. I think it's a little bit of built on playing an FCS team and playing a Baylor team that was still getting things figured out, and playing Kansas and Oklahoma State in its first game starting Shannon Langworth from the the get-go. I just, like, I think it's a good defense. I absolutely do. I don't know that it's as stout as we want to say it is, but I do like... The under 54 and a half here as well like I think that makes the most sense I, I, to your point on night games in Lubbock Chris I think people still get this idea that like Lubbock is crazy and upsets happen in Lubbock all the time and like it hasn't been that way for a few years now like it, it was that way during the Mike Le- like leach years and and uh, maybe earlier during cliff but it hasn't been that home field advantage that it used to be um I, I am I am going to agree with Daniel here and take the under 54 and a half. I am going to state one thing, though, uh, and this is why I don't want to take the line. This game screams upset to me despite everything I just said. I know Texas Tech's not very good this year. I know Texas Tech and Kansas is going to be a really ugly game. But I think they've figured out their quarterback situation. I think Columbia might be a better fit for this system than... um, bowman is i kind of don't think vegas was crazy in making texas tech as a one point favorite i think texas tech might pull off the upset here that's where i'm leaning as far as the game goes but i feel better about the under so i'm gonna agree with you there
2: let's cash hey what was the last magical home texas tech was it crabtree when he caught that, what was against Texas? Was that literally the last one? I was just trying no, to think as you were they saying they No, had that. some Oklahoma wins.
1: Yeah, they've had some Oklahoma yeah. wins. I think they even had some during the, the Tuberville era. Like they had a couple of upsets of Oklahoma at home. Like there was a stretch there where OU could not win in Lubbock. But that's been Ooh, got it. a while now.
0: When did they finally beat Oklahoma State?
1: That was they two went like years nine ago. years
0: without beating them.
1: Yeah. yeah, two years ago they went Stillwater, and it was that weird year that was where water, OSU okay. could beat ranked teams but not unranked teams, and uh, and then they did it again last year when when Spencer Sanders had like five turnovers on his own. So that's that's been the trouble for OSU against Texas Tech last year. It's been really weird. So Oklahoma, yeah, 2011 – Uh, OU lost to Tommy Tommy Tuberville, 41-38 in in Lubbock. And that's really been kind of the end of the whole like TCU look out for their home field. OU can't win there kind of stuff. I I think it's kind of been lost since then. Right, I'm looking forward to Saturday because that means one thing. It means I'm going to get up, get my daughter ready. We're going to have some breakfast. Put Put a little pot of water on the stove. Get the French press down because it takes a little time. Make myself... A full pot of Lazy Fair coffee. Ethically sourced coffee from around the globe, roasted right in the heart of Big 12 country in dallas Fort Worth. Like, I want you to understand something. the stuff is really, really good. I grind it up. It is tasty. You are going to like it. If you are a coffee person like me, whether you love it for the taste or you can't imagine a day going without a cup or three or four, you might as well treat yourself to a good taste cup of coffee Uh, i had a friend who listening to the show went and bought some of the good morning vietnam quote black napalm this stuff is let's just say there was an f-bomb dropped in there that's how much he liked it and how good it was so if you like a coffee that's not just going to kick you in the pants in the morning you like that kind go with the good morning vietnam Think of it like if you want a description of this coffee. It is literally Robin Williams yelling good morning Vietnam in that movie. That's how you will feel when you drink this cup. So if that's the kind of coffee for you, go to Lazy Fair Coffee, L-A-Z-Y-F-A-I-R, coffee.com. Grab yourself a bag or two at checkout. Use the promo code 1012, T-E-N-1-2. Get 10% off your order. This stuff is good. If you're a coffee fan like me, you're really going to love it. So go use 1012. Get your 10% off. Enjoy really good bag of beans in your cup. All right. So I'm really sorry about the crying kid in the background. There's nothing I can do about it. She is angry because she won't take a bottle. And so we're just going to have to deal with this in the background. that's,
2: that's a part of, you know, yeah, it's a part of COVID life. No sweat at all. I mean, every, every podcast I listen to has got it.
1: Oh yeah. And you just kind of, or dogs or something like, it's just, it's just people record at home. Like we're not all sitting in fancy studios with their soundproof and there's (laughs) nothing getting through here, folks. So.
0: It's gonna be times two here in a couple weeks. Uh, my wife and I—we have a kid in the NICU that'll be coming home here in a couple weeks, so we'll have a little bit of that ourselves.
1: Very nice, very nice. So just—it's just—it's just the background's fine. We're good to go. All right, so let's wrap up with our non Big Twelve picks. Um, I tell you what—I'll go—I'll go first here. Um, I really went back and forth between between two games. Um, I understand everyone's down on Auburn. Nothing is. As someone who lives in the state of Arkansas, what, saw what Chad Morris did at the at Arkansas, and seeing Arkansas be well coached with the same players and Bo Nix regress at Auburn, I can't help but just throw my head back and laugh at how. Trust me, I've I've heard some behind the scenes stuff on on, on why Arkansas wasn't winning with Chad Morris, and basically, I don't care what he did at Clemson; he shouldn't be a coach anymore because he's. Um, so I, I that said, I kind of like Auburn against Ole Miss. They open as a six-point favorite. They're a three-point favorite now. But that's not the game I'm going to go with. Um, Marshall is at home, 4-0, ranked. They're facing Florida Atlantic. They open as a 13-point favorite, and if I could have gotten it at 13, I would have. I need to do this right now because the 16-and-a-half the is quickly going away. I still have it at Westgate, still have it at South Point. I'm taking Marshall by 16-and-a-half. Uh, against Florida Atlantic a couple things Marshall is 4-0 against the spread this season closest win was a 10-point game against Appalachian State every other win has been by 18 points or more Florida Atlantic has played one game this season it was a win but they played one game it was back on October 3rd that's all they have done kind of like my OSU Iowa State pick I -I 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 don't love teams coming off of long wait times between games that's whether it's the first game or not, it's not been a good thing for teams so far this season. I understand everyone's hopping on Marshall now. Again, I would have if this was still at 13, if I could have gotten this at 13, I would have been all over it. I would have put real money on Marshall at 13. But even at 16.5, I feel good enough about Marshall here. Sorry, West Virginia fans. They might be the best team in West Virginia. Um, I'm going to take Marshall 16.5 over Florida Atlantic. Um, I like that pick. I'm, I'm going to go with that pick. Uh, Chris, what are you thinking?
0: Well, shots fired. Uh, <laughs> best team. Okay. Um, you know, the, the couple teams that, uh, being in the Big 12, that we get to, unfortunately, pay attention to with Arkansas State at Appalachian State. Um, I liked uh, Arkansas State getting 13 and a half. Um, also, Georgia and Southern at Coastal Carolina. Uh, part of me just wants to ride Coastal Carolina all season long and just be picking them. Um getting six points there. Uh, but... Uh that's kind of boring. So I'm not going to do that. Um, there's another team that we get to pay attention to down here a little bit, and that's Tulsa. And I believe that they're kind of a sneaky good team that might not be getting enough credit right now. Uh they've been able to play two, two games this <laughs> so of this year. But those two games were against Oklahoma State and UCF. They uh gave the Cowboys everything they wanted, you know, a little and then some in Stillwater OSU was able to pull that game out, but it was uh it was ugly. And Tulsa kept it ugly. Then the Golden Hurricane they they knocked off UCF. Uh, meanwhile, USF is probably wishing they had just skipped 2020. The the season had just been canceled. It's a disaster for them. Um, their only win coming against uh, winless Citadel. I don't know. I just I don't I I kind of like Tulsa and laying the ten here. And uh, that's where I'm going to go.
1: Where did you find a ten? I can only find ten and a half.
0: Okay, let me pull it. Last time I checked it was ten.
1: Those okay. numbers update. They update all the time, man. Well you gotta I get it when that. you can
0: get it. Okay, well that was like an hour ago. Okay.
1: I mean I'll give it to you for ten uh, and a half.
0: Uh, uh, Westgate. Oh no, that's ten and a half. Sorry, sorry, sorry.
1: Okay. So you want you went to I'll just take it they
0: open at eight. I'll just take it open at
1: eight. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> that's not how that works, man. Okay, Tulsa said ten and a half. Got it. Done. Uh okay, Daniel, what are you feeling this week?
0: Man, if I could
2: have the floor for a minute or two, because this is just such a fascinating, awesome, feels almost like a normal weekend of college football coming up. Uh, some other conferences are back in play. Tons of teams hitting the board that we haven't seen all year. So many fascinating games. Uh, I'm going to throw a few out at you. Hawaii's going to Fresno State. That thing opened at six and a half. Fresno State is the ninth island. Hawaii smashed that line. That thing's down to three and a half or four everywhere. Uh, UNLV and San Diego state. Rocky long has left San Diego. State. It's a different team. This line's at 14 and a half, 15. It's not even a home game for San Diego state. They're playing it somewhere uh, around LA teams are going to meet in the middle. So I don't know why that line is the way it is. You know, I make that game a little bit closer to sort of maybe nine points is what UNLV should be getting. We're getting two touchdowns with a total of 48 against a San Diego state team. That isn't the San Diego state that everyone thinks they are, but my official, my official play, the, the sexiest game on the board, middle Tennessee state is at rice. Um, I had this game circled before the line even came out because I thought sort of a minus one, Uh, this game opened at rice. Minus one. I bet it immediately upon opening uh, the most I could across all of my books. Uh, it is now out to three and a half. I make this game closer to Rice minus six. Uh, but why do I like this game so much? Look, both teams are bad. Rice is not a good team. Okay? They're a, they're a bad team. Middle Tennessee State is a special kind of bad this season. Uh, while Rice is bad, they're not – I'll say incompetent, right? They, uh, they should be able to move the ball against this Middle Tennessee State team, and they should be able to play some defense and keep them out of the end zone. I think Rice is going to win this game here by double digits. Uh, that minus one that opened was a gift. I don't love three and a half as much, obviously, but I would still bet it with confidence. I think that the touchdown or up win for Rice, I don't see Middle, tennis, middle Tennessee State caring I mean man, they just got blown out by North Texas. You're really bad if you're getting blown out by North Texas. Uh, so now they gotta go on the road. This is rice all day. That's my pick. Minus three and a half.
1: If your school name is Middle Tennessee State, that's just too many things in one Middle Tennessee State University like there's too many things in one name. That's that's not even like a directional school. that's not
2: That team man, Middle Tennessee State is having such a rough year. I wish I wish we knew what was going on on the inside or in the locker room. A lot of people had not pegged to be kind of okay this year. And I mean, the floor has just fallen out on their season so fast. So,
1: 2020, uh, man. You know, 2020.
2: Let's see it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, well, that is our picks for this week. Thank you, everybody, for, uh, for tuning in and listening. Of course, you can uh, follow us on all the social media, at 1012podcast, T, and the number 12 of the word podcast on Twitter, at 1012pod on Instagram. Uh, and, of course, we would appreciate it if you would uh, subscribe to the show. We'd appreciate it if you liked the show, gave it five stars, left a review that we could read out loud for you. Our friends here, Chris Ross, Daniel Alexander, you guys awesome as always look forward to doing this again next week for another full slate of games everybody enjoy the games this weekend and uh, we'll be back on monday
2: Podcast Network.